The heart of the warrior is that, that if something's really good, if something's really true, if that, something's really beautiful, that it has earned the right to be fought for. And those are the things that we want to prevail, that we want to win in the marketplace of ideas. Hey, this is episode 23 of WorkWise, the growth mindset for wisdom at work, and it's all about warrior. I'm Ken Kennard from Accent Interactive, and Michael Boys from Credo Consulting is my co-host. And hopefully you will learn something as we dive in to the final role in the creative process. Well, Ken. Hey, we're back. We are back. Hmm. I hardly recognize you. Yeah. Well, I had some time off in the summer. That's what explains this gorgeous tan. That tan. <laughs> I was describe it as a slightly pink aura coming from you. Dude, I can't tan worth a darn. I don't even think if I used brown paint, it would work. I mean, my, my skin is it just would fall so... Off you. It's just pale. It, it, it would, the luminescence of the white would just shine through yeah. the tan to make it... Look, my son got a tan this summer, and and wow. I, I didn't even recognize him. I thought he was somebody else. He, they have the the Asian blood, dude. Yeah, doesn't yeah. come from me. Not from you. Not from me. Well, Ken, it, you know we've gone for a long time, and, and since then, a few of our listeners have been asking us questions. Like, when are you going to put the next episode out? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think mostly that was you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we we started a new thing. Uh, and we, we're calling it Ask Workwise. Oh, yeah. Ask, Ask Workwise. A new yeah. segment. Workwise. And here we got several questions in. Do, 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 do. Do, do, do. We, need, we need a little. Uh, we need like a CBS old time to yeah, do that. Yeah, right. We'll have to work on that. Okay. All right. I won't do it. No. All right, good. You say we. You mean me. Well, by we, I mean you. <laughs> and by you, you find it and I'll prove it. You must be a leader. <laughs> um, you know, I'm something. I'm something. <laughs> So we have, a, we have a question from, All right. from Chris. Cool. And Chris says, when it comes to the project being worked on, whether by contract or commission or personal design, it seems to me the judge is the first use on all occasions to set the boundaries and standards for what course to take. Is this true? Explain why or why not. And of course, he's referring back to the uh, creative roles and speaking of the, 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 the function judge right. there. Right. And so we let's just review what the roles are. So Great. we have the explorer role, at the, usually at the beginning of the process, finding new ideas. We have the artist role, yep. creating a draft of something, right. making something, right, right? right? And then we have the judge role, which is really about evaluating and placing things in their right, proper right. place and deciding if it's good enough. Right. And then the one we're going to talk about today, the warrior role, going out and fighting for the idea. So this is a really good question. I mean, he's basically saying, do you first start with judge in order to know what the criteria is that mm-hmm. you're, you're supposed to be exploring about in right, the first place. Right. And um, the answer is, it turns out that all of the roles are involved in setting the initial uh, target for mm-hmm. what it is we're going for. So you can think of it this way, that the artist role, of course, has to be involved uh, before you go to exploring, because you want to know, like, what can we even make? What are our capacities? What are the possibilities? Well, yeah. I mean, if you explore and say, hey, we should build a car, and no one builds cars in this team, then... You either have to redesign the team or change the project, right? Say, is that, is that a good idea? Yeah. Is it, so should so, I should I pick the tune for? Right for ask for our new segment exactly. Right, 
we look at capabilities, we see what you're good at making, and if it's not a good fit, you either need to go get some skills or maybe delegate that to someone right, else. Sure. So the artist is involved there. Certainly, as as Chris points out in the question, the judge is involved before you start right. also, because the judge will say, these are the things that will be found acceptable. Right. And these are the things that won't. And knowing that ahead of time, knowing what those boundaries are, we just call them boundaries. Yeah. Knowing those boundaries really helps you when you go to explore because you know that certain things are just not going to produce fruitful exploration. Right. Or maybe you want to challenge them and you go and the right. team says, yeah, challenge right. this. We think this is a boundary, but you tell us if it right. really is. Right. But definitely the judge is involved. And then even the warrior is going to be involved before you explore. We'll talk about warrior today. But basically the warrior is going to say to you before you start, hey, um, this is what I'm hearing from people. Right. This is these are the victories we win. Right. <laughs> these are the ones we don't. This should be tackled. Yes. Yeah. This should be tackled based on what I'm hearing out there, what I'm seeing, what right. I'm noticing yeah. when I go to fight so, for ideas. So he he says though that it is the first, right? I think what you're saying is you don't know if it's first, but all of the roles are used early on to set the parameters yes. of the work that's going to be done. That's right. Right. That's right. You want to weigh in on, you, you want to get all the roles to weigh in right. before you go exploring, if you can, because it can help determine success and it can help make it more right. productive. Right. Uh, so I would say yes and to that. Yes, yes and. you want yes. the judge and it's not just the judge. Right. It may not even be first judge, but right. certainly include the judge early yeah. in the process. And, and maybe maybe we should think about things in terms of um, what's the primary or the the... the uh, primary role being used at this time. I think it'd be hard-pressed to say at any one time, this is the only thing you're doing. Right. It's hard to, you know, I think things are a little more messy than that. They are messy, but we pull them apart just for the sake of learning and exactly. skill development for and, focus, and, yeah. and for focus. And the same way we do in any learning environment, you try to isolate the yeah. variables to just yeah. work on one muscle. If you're working out, you want to get stronger, you might say, we're just going to do this bicep thing. But, but in sports, yeah, but in sports, you're not going to just do a bicep curl, right? right. <laughs> There's a lot more going on. But even when you're doing a bicep curl, it involves other muscles, but it's it does. primarily... It does. And so yeah. you focus. And that's what's right. happening in Creativity Labs is we're trying okay. to focus on these muscles. We're trying to make them stronger. And then, of course, we go to apply them, and it gets messy. Yeah. Just because real life is messy. Yes, it is. I know. And you know, too. I'm so glad he sent that question in. That really teased that out something. It yeah. was a good question. It's a good question. Thanks, Chris. We appreciate your curiosity because we like curiosity here at WorkWise. <laughs> we do. And if you have a question you want to send in to us, you can just send us an email to WorkWise at Creativity Labs. Dot us and maybe we'll feature your question in a future show right. again workwise at creativitylabs.us right, so can we we are talking about the warrior yes the warrior and when i think of warrior my my thought goes to pat benatar but you really don't know <laughs> who is pat benatar pat benatar uh pat benatar is an awesome kind of rock r&b singer from the 80s okay. she was Phenomenal, and now she does more, um, more classic stuff. But she's awesome. Pep, you, you got, you've got to go get some pep in it. Okay, yeah, got it. Yeah. Roger that. Well, well. If tell me, tell me why Pat Benadar comes to mind, and what is it about Warrior that you associate? Well, she has a uh, a song. Okay. And one of the refrains is, "I am the warrior." Yeah. And heart to heart, we win if you survive. Ooh. It's about love, really, Ooh. I guess. But it's just, I am a warrior. Yeah. Okay. So we won't do that here. <laughs> it's just, you know, 
It's too embarrassing for me. Not at this price, certainly. Yeah. We no. don't offer singing. No, but it's no. It's an anthem of my youth. Yes. Wow. Okay. That's great. So, so we're going to get into Warrior, but speaking of your youth, do you have, do you, what, what, what are you, uh, what have you fought for? What have I fought for? Yeah, I'm curious about you. You know, that's a great question, Ken. You know what I have fought for? I, um, um, a couple of things. One is I fight for the underdog. Uh, I'm an underdog protector. Yeah. You know, I have the nurturing thing going on, but I also fight for, um, speaking up. I fight. Yeah. I fight for people um, uh, speaking what needs to be said yeah. and speaking what's on their mind, um, uh, because I find that um, the well, I, th- I think it's it's a matter of dignity yeah. for people having a voice. Sure, uh, but it's also a matter of um, that evil prevails if good men. Stay mm-hmm. silent. Yeah, and 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 things in that genre, right? You know, that, that that the dominant voices do in fact win, and um, the dominant voice is not always the right voice or the voice the wisest voice. Yeah, and uh, and I think that um, wisdom comes out of many voices. Uh, wisdom is found in the counsel of many. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that um, we all also that I think uh, we often um, sabotage our relationships. By not speaking, um, and we can sabotage relations by speaking badly too. Right? Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, so I, I, I'm, I, I fight for kind of speaking out. Yeah, yeah. Would you, that's. I mean, that sounds pretty obvious about me, doesn't it? Well, yeah. To to anyone who knows you, I mean, and you put those two ideas together, you speak out for the underdog when Kinda. the truth of the underdog needs to be heard. And, that's right, and that's uh, a great service to groups because yeah. that wisdom otherwise might not be considered. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what do you fight for? Well, I fight for good ideas. I want Uh, the best ideas to win. I do too. I like that. (laughs) We like ideas, don't we? We're the idea guys. Yeah, and and so um, I I think that that's what's at the heart of the warrior. The heart of the warrior is that that if something's really good, if something's really true, if something's really beautiful, Mm. then it has earned the right to be fought for. And those are the things that we want to prevail. Yeah. That we want to win in the marketplace of ideas or in the marketplace of products or yeah. services. And so uh, that th- that's the essence of warrior. If you just if you just got that idea right there, you'd have sort of the essence of right. what is it we are talking about when we say that there is a warrior role in the creative process. What we mean is that when you finish making the thing, you haven't finished the right. creative process. Right. <laughs> that that now it's time to stand and fight. Well, let's talk about why that is for a second. And and uh, um. Chuck Faber said something to me years, many years ago, and he said to me, all art is an expression of either what is or what should be, what what the creator thinks should be. Yeah. And so, and I, and I don't know if it's all, but it's certainly a lot. And so the idea is art isn't just made. I think we don't just make things to sit there. 
we make them to to promote them, to do something, to do something with them. And so if you don't do that, they sit in the closet. My neighbor has lots of paintings in her basement that no one ever sees, and they're really good. I'm like, Janet, put them on the wall. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. Yeah, and, and that we actually have a stereotype for that. It's called the closet artist. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what happens when the warrior is not present. You can have a fantastic explorer coming up with ideas. You can have a wonderful artist making things great. Even a great judge that says, yep, this is great. But yeah. if there's no warrior, it never gets out of the closet. It always stays inside the studio. And the warrior's job is really to promote, to speak out, to get it out there, Mm -hmm. to boldly and courageously go against the status quo in many Mm -hmm. cases, Mm -hmm. to get get this uh, creative work seen by others, considered, um, argue for it, um, so we talk about what, what, what are the tools of a warrior? What, what does a warrior have at his or her disposal? Yeah. Two primarily thing, uh, primary things. One is a shield and one is a sword. So the sword of the warrior is the offense. Right. Going out there with the argument that says, this is good. This is worth it. This is going to help you. These are the features and benefits. Um, this is why you should consider it and how it's going to help you. But the, the warrior also has that shield that protects and defends. Right. And the shield might uh, deal with objections. Mm-hmm. Say, well, it's too expensive. Well, actually, let me show you the value of it. Mm-hmm. Or someone says, well, it's not going to work. And you say, well, we've done some studies on this. Mm-hmm. Let me show you where it has worked. Mm-hmm. It might not be working in the way you think, yeah. but here's, here's what evidence we have showing that it does work. And right. so the, the warrior is armed for those battles yeah. with the offense and the defense that will promote and defend the, the, the creative work. Right. So that it can be successful. It's not right. an easy thing yeah. to get it out there. Well, I'm, I'm noticing how you portrayed the shield and the sword. And yeah. the sword wasn't there to, to tear things down. And the, the sword wasn't there to hurt somebody. It was saying, here's what's great about this. Yes. Let's talk about that. Yes. And the shield was more to um, dispel misnomers or to kind of soften them or, you know, correct things. It wasn't, it wasn't to repel feedback or criticisms that aren't valuable, sure. but it's there, it's there to just take them in and, and do something good with them, right. not to repel things. Right. You're not killing people with the sword. No killing. <laughs> and you're not defending yourself against hearing criticism. Those right. things are actually essential. So you still have eyes and ears as a, as a warrior. Right. You're still listening and watching. You're learning. You're there to... Um, to really get the criticism. You right. want the criticism. And if it doesn't work, right? If you lose the battle of ideas, then you want to learn from that and bring that back right. to the creative team and say, look, here's what people are really yeah. saying. Here's what we thought would work, but here's what yeah. actually works yeah. out in the world. And so you can become insulated from those things right. because you're in the creative studio yeah. <laughs> making stuff and you really don't know. And right. even even companies, famously Apple, has has created some amazing wins in the marketplace and some real bombs right. in the marketplace that just didn't go anywhere. And you've taken those things and learned from them yeah. so that they can come out with the next thing that, that's going to work better. Right. And so Google Glasses, same thing. Right. right? By five years ago. Yeah. Everyone's sitting around walking around with these glasses on where you look kind of like it was going to be like Iron Man where you had these screens. Right, I mean, right. 
It didn't work. No. I read recently that, though, that they're, they're finding very applied uses and specialized traits for right. surgeons or people who, who right. are working in warehouses where they're getting information on things on their glasses and right. they're, they're finding much more smaller niche applications. Right. Of these devices that came right. back, used the feedback and found the yeah. new market for them where it was more appropriate. Right. And, and the feedback there was not that the Google Glasses were a horrible product or couldn't be useful. It was that there was this amazing social creepy factor. <laughs> I'm wondering if the person you're having a casual conversation yeah. with is actually like recording you or being distracted in the conversation. And so, you know, that's a perfect example of where the warrior goes out, fights for something they thought is good, ends up bringing back feedback and they redesign, rethink reiterate and the successful companies are not necessarily the ones that are always coming out with a win at the beginning but they're the ones that are able to turn a loss into a win or redirect energies to another win when the battle doesn't go their way right so i so that's that's prompting two things for me and so i like to ask you about them one is let's get practical yeah so um what's an practical example when a, a professional an, an artist, whether it's an artist or a professional who's using his creative skills to sure. sell something or whatever it is, what's a practical example of of when this is, when we're doing this? A practical example would be anything in marketing, mm-hmm. sales. Uh, you go to a networking event, you stand up and you represent your work, right? Or you you get a call from someone who's interested, and now you're having a conversation where they're saying, "So I, I think I want I think I want this. Tell me about this. Right? Do I really want it? How much is it? What, right. what how will it benefit me?" Um, what other options are available? If I didn't go with this, what else would I go right. with? And there, right. so so anything related to sales, marketing, communications, presenting. Right. Anytime you're in the role of promoting something, uh, it could be as simple as email, right? Right. You know, and how you word things. Yeah. You know, I, I was I was reflecting on what you were talking about and thinking about conversations with um, a client recently, and um, and. There, there are times when I interact with this client where I get defensive. He starts asking questions, and I'm thinking he's like putting this down, or he's he's not happy with something. And a lot of times, what I've discovered is that they are just questions. He doesn't understand, or he's not he's not coming at it from a critical angle. Yeah. And I'm I'm being so sensitive. I'm like, oh well, I got to defend this, or I got to say, well, it's not a big deal, right? Yeah. But but I'm taking him as it's it's critique yes and when i should be just saying oh it's a question yes let me field that question <laughs> right right yeah. it's not an attack it's a question right let me you know let me receive it right and respond right and so that for, in my world because you know my work is all about the client just, just like everybody says sure, right sure. meet their needs right so let's answer the question to figure out how this is going to... Yeah. I love that phrase, meet their needs, because I think that properly frames the battle. Yeah. It's not against... You're not against your client or right. your prospect here, right? right? right. What you're against is uh, the failure that they would experience if they didn't have the thing that right. you know is going to help them. Right. Now, maybe what you have is not what's going to help them. And then you have an obligation to say that, right? I, I think that what you need is not what I offer. Right, yeah. But I'd love to explore with you how we can meet that need some other way. Yeah. Maybe I can uh, you know, go through my contacts and find someone that can yeah. help. Yeah. But if it is something that you can help, really it's the battle with the client, not the battle against the client. Right. Remember, you're promoting ideas and what you're against is you're against 
the negative consequences of not having this. Or you're battling the problem. Or Exactly. You're both on the same side of the right. problem. Yeah. And I think that that's the right way to fight. You're fighting right. on behalf of them. You, you said you like fighting for the underdog. Well, in yeah. many ways, the client without your service is an underdog. Right, right. They're not yeah. properly equipped yeah. to deal yeah. with the work challenges. And so you're speaking on their behalf. You're an advocate for them. The other thing I'm thinking about with this is uh, this gentleman you've turned me on to, which is uh, who is Seth Godin. And um, it seems to me that uh, he's like the, the epitome of the warrior. Yeah, he does warrior really well. He does warrior really well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, um, and he's, he's advocated some pretty, pretty interesting ideas. So, yeah. so you really like this guy. Well, I think he does. I, I think, when I think of a warrior, I think of Seth. Why is that? Because I think he really gets what the battle is about. Yeah. He really understands uh, and values the energy that we need to put into making this role work. Yeah. And he's successfully helping other people play their warrior well. Yeah. Um, you can see this in his writing. You can see this in his books and his blog and the way he speaks. Um, he helps you reframe uh, frame the, the battle in terms right. of just what we said, helping the person. You're right. battling on their behalf. Also helps understand why people make decisions the way they do, yeah. why they would say yes. Yeah. Um, how, what is their frame, uh, their mindset? What is, how do they frame the question? How are they coming at it? And are we able to tell stories that resonate with their framework such that they will say yes? So um, that's got me uh, you know, really thinking about how we can use sales and marketing and any kind of communication along these lines. He has a book called um, All Marketing, All Marketers Are Liars, yeah. or something like that. And then he crosses it out and says, they don't, they're not liars. They tell stories. Oh, see, so, I didn't know that. Yeah. I saw that, and I didn't. I didn't catch up on that. I thought, what is he getting at with that? Yeah. yeah. So basically, he's talking about the fact that that people want to believe things, whether they're true or not, yeah. that match their worldview. So they have a bias towards believing certain things, and it if kind we, of goes back to his idea of tribes. Yes, right. And so if if our tribe believes that something is evil or that that this is the way to live, then uh, telling a story that aligns with that is a way to market right. to that. Um, he goes so far as to say it doesn't even matter if it's true as long as they believe it kind of a thing, and they'll, they will buy it. I, I feel like I've bought plenty of things that – I bet it bought into plenty of lies myself oh my as a consumer um, yeah. because I wanted to believe that it was true. That's kind of like the home shopping network. Yeah, it's right? any kind of shopping. <laughs> it's, this is the best, and they do a great job, right? right? Yeah. And so, um, you know – whether it's true or not, it, it remains to be seen. Sometimes it is true, but in a, in a lot of cases, uh, I can't even tell if it's true until I buy it. Right. So I kind of buy on faith that the thing I buy yeah. is really going to right. uh, meet the need that I have. Right. And that's right. where you, you run into needing to trust the warrior, that the warrior really is fighting for you. Yeah. So if you're thinking about it that way, then you really, you know, you really need to know your customer's narrative. You really right? do. This goes back to, you know, who's your customer? Yeah. And what are the what their needs are? But it goes beyond what what their needs are. It it's it's how are they making meaning of things? Yes. What is their story that they're that they're that they have or their company has about how they'll be successful? What is that? Yeah. Uh, and and linking into that. So Ken, when uh, when I hear you talking about this and, and that perspective, it just reinforces this feeling I have, or this I think belief that I have, that the best psychologists out there are in marketing, mm. right? Because those are the people who 
understand the human system, how people think and how they behave mm-hmm. and how they what they believe, and who influence it. Yeah, they are the persuaders and the influencers of this world. They drive. Wow. Every not every thought we have, but they're telling us what to think and how to see things. Well, I have the opposite reaction. I think that all good marketers are really hack psychologists. <laughs> <laughs> they're just psychologists. They are. They're the best. They're the best because they under. I mean, they're students of psychology. Yeah. yeah. And, and Maybe both are true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It might not have the yeah. the psychological degree, and there is yeah. a, there is a field of marketing psychology. Right. Yeah. Um, but they understand what drives people, and they know yes. how to push the buttons. Right. For good or for bad. Yeah. And so, you know, um, it's what I teach my daughters. Be aware of marketing. Ah, yeah. Because they're feeding you a narrative. And they not only do they, they not only feed into narratives that we already have. That's his, his, his idea with, the, with tribes is find a tribe who has your narrative. Right. Um, but they also create narratives, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, Hallmark has created narratives about, you know, about uh, how we appreciate people and what what days we should do that. They've invented all these days <laughs> for us to show appreciation. They've yeah. changed yeah. not just American society, yeah. but the world, really. You know, let's think about those things. Yeah. A, yeah, so I've heard I've heard some people say that uh, marketing is, is is something to be avoided as a career hmm. for this reason because yeah. they're you know a, a marketer is really a liar for hire. They're basically a liar for hire. <laughs> they're basically someone who sells uh, deception uh, to yeah. get people to buy things that are really probably not good for them anyway. Right. That they really didn't right. need creating artificial demand for uh, something that really won't satisfy in the right. end anyway. Right, right, yeah. And so I'm, I'm wondering if, if, that's, if that's a true view of, of marketing. Well, is it? So I think we're talking about being a warrior, right? And we're talking, we, we started this conversation saying, you know, we're, we're advocating the benefits of something. And we want to say how it, how it meets the need. And we, we want to be a warrior for those things, right? Um, so the, so the question is really is how you employ your warrior skills. Yeah. Right. Uh, and um, and sometimes it's easy. I think for uh, you know when I go in organizations, we see people who are manipulators. Yeah. They're 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 advancing narratives and ideas that are are convenient convenient and easy ways to uh, affect things in in ways that aren't good. Yeah. And but there are other people who influence them in ways that are very effective and productive for relationship and, and productive for the organization. And so it's just it's just a, you know, what kind of warrior do we have? Both yeah. are every you know, warrior is needed, but what we want is the warrior that meets the need, right? Yeah. And so it's just a point about that. I don't want to take us yeah. off track. It's a no, it's a perfect place to be. I think that it what we're essentially saying is that it, this is a skill set. Yeah. It can be used for good or for ill. Right. Yeah. Like any yeah. other skill like, set. Yeah, exactly. And so wisdom is not just playing this role. Mm-hmm. Wisdom is playing this role in the right way. Yeah. For the benefit of society, for the benefit of the client. I want to say one more thing about warrior. We kind of touched on it about listening and observing. I think there's what's interesting about the the four creative roles is that the warrior is one of the two roles that's actually outside of the creative studio. So it's mm. the explorer that's outside, yeah. bringing ideas in. Back in. It comes yeah. in with the artist, stays in with the judge, 
And then it goes back out with the warrior. The warrior is out there in a place, a prime spot to be picking up new information about what needs to be done right. and what should we be exploring next right. and what is resonating and what is not resonating right. and what, what battles are coming down the road that we need to start preparing for now uh, and start getting product and ideas and services geared up for when yeah. this is coming. Um, and, and I think that's the value of the warrior and the people in an organization that are warriors, uh, we need to create systems whereby we can yeah. benefit from the things that they're observing, facilitate right. that process yeah. so that when we, th that we're really exploring in the right ways and right. we're really making the right stuff and we're really judging with the right criteria. Right. So that's the gift of warrior, I think, to the, to the group. Yeah. And so in organizations then, the typical roles would be sales folks or, or customer service folks. Yes. Uh, it might be executives who are trying to influence yes. things in the organization. And sometimes it's lobbyists and public relations folks. Yes. The, these yes. are the warriors. Uh, and so the question would be for an organization is, what's the channel of communication backwards to the designers, yes. engineers, people in the operational part of the organization yes. that are making and producing that stuff? We, we know, what's the feedback loop Right. Yes. There? Exactly. And, 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 and the warrior needs a good feedback loop if, right. if you're going to get any benefit from it. Right. And it's, some will say everyone's in sales in this organization. Yeah. Everyone's a, a marketer, yeah. right? right? And right. what they mean by that is that we all play some of these roles right. at one point or another. Yeah. And that's a, that's a given, right? Yeah. So feedback could come from anyone. You don't have to be the PR person or the lobbyist to, have a, to get an idea from outside the organization right. and want to bring it in. Yeah. But some people, by nature of their work, are just in a prime spot to, right. to get more of it and, yeah. and get it more often. And so, so then you look at that and say, so what's the you know? So, the typical kind of um, uh, artist yes. in the organization might be the, the engineer. Oh yeah, sure. Right, they're they're designing the stuff. Sure. Uh, and one of the things you often see is, well, they don't understand how to use this. Or that's not why I create this. And there's yes. an offense taken at my yes. creation, right? As opposed to <laughs> this is feedback, right? Right. And there's a there's a so it's it's organizationally there are walls between yes. the warrior big and big the engineer. Walls. Yeah. Yes. And so tearing that down. Yeah. And personally tearing that down is a, Well, you need those walls, I would yeah. say. You don't want to completely get rid of the wall. What yeah. you want is a way is, is a way to build a uh, tunnel through the wall. Right. You want a window or a door right. that gets through the wall at appropriate times. If you break down the wall, the problem is there's not enough uh, inner sanctum to really experiment safely yeah. with the ideas that may or may not work. Right. You'll kill ideas too early when they're fragile and you'll do a disservice to the creative process. So I advocate for walls right, that, have, right. that are semi-permeable. Right that, that, right, that are allow for communication back and forth. Yeah, but we need that boundary. We need that protection. There's a reason that the studio is not open to the public. Right, right. So there's a relation. There's a relationship uh, that's that's governed and maintained. Yes, but but that's yeah, a better way a, to say. It. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not the wall between Mexico and the United States. <laughs> it's not that wall. Right. <laughs> Not that one. It's going to prevent. We're we're still maintaining relationship and a healthy relationship. Right. Yeah. So it, that's that's a really cool thing. There's another thing that that struck me uh, in terms of the warrior uh, about about Seth that we talked. You know. Okay. So 
I was watching a, uh, one of his TED Talks recently, Yeah, and he, he uh, commented on a tremendous failure that he had, and he, okay. he laughed at it, and yeah. it was, I think, it was some, some music service yes. uh, that was selling avant-garde music yes. to people who own $20,000 stereos, yes. and it failed miserably. And he, yeah. said, and he said, looking back, he says, well, people who own $20,000 stereos aren't looking for avant-garde or new music. They're traditionalists, right? Yeah. And he laughed about, or accepted, I should laugh, except about his failure. Yeah. And that's that's that receiving, right? Yeah. Look, that didn't work. Yeah. And picked himself back up. Yeah. And kept on going. Sure. And that seems like a, a, an important ethic for people. Well, it's the it's the work-wise method. It's the Isn't learning it? mindset, right? Because what the, the truth is, every warrior will have a defeat, yeah, it's sort of part of the, and really you're taking the defeat for the whole team. What yeah. what happens when the warrior loses is it, it's really everyone lost. Like right. the explorer created something that went the wrong way. The the artist made something that we thought was good, but it wasn't. The judge made a bad judgment about this really being released to the public, and now the warrior's fighting for something right. that fails. How does that yeah. feel? Yeah, you know you, that that feeling. You you take one for the right. team is what you're right. doing. Yeah. And, I, and I think that that it's easy to pass the buck. If you're a salesperson, you say, right. oh, I, sure, I could sell something if, if I got something worth selling. Who, right. could, who couldn't, right? right? This thing practically sells itself, right? Is what they want. Um, they want something that, that doesn't require any yeah. effort on their part to yeah. be successful. But the truth is that um, the, the warrior is representing the entire project to the public, and right. that's the position of vulnerability. And so you have to ask yourself, when it doesn't work, what should the proper response be? What, what options do we have? Right. And a good warrior will bring back perspective that says, what do we learn from our audience? What do we learn about our story? What do we learn about how our story matched up with their worldview or right. didn't match up with their worldview? What did we learn about judgments? Right. What judgment did we, were we, were we biased yeah. in, in our judgment? Just because I'm yeah. like this, everyone's like this, therefore it'll work. Yeah. Um, so there's really a chance for the team to kind of yeah. get back together at that point and say, let's regroup. You know, what, what, where do we go from here? And that's exactly what I'm thinking about. So we're talking kind of uh, esoterically about these roles. But I'm thinking, what, what do we do with this, right? So, so one of the things is, is like debriefing. We go back and we look at our, ourselves and our groups and our teams and say, let's, let's debrief our work through these lenses. Mm-hmm. What did the warrior do? How did we get there? What did the judge do? What did the artist do? What, you know, sure. It, and, and let's look at that and examine our thoughts and and how we were communicating with one another, whether intrapersonally or yes. interpersonally, and debrief there and say what what was the warrior doing? What was yeah? And talk about and that mind frame, whether it's you know a salesperson, an engineer, or the president, or customer service, or yeah. whoever it is. And there's a lot of pressure in businesses today to innovate. We hear a yeah. lot yeah. about how important it is to innovate to survive, right? Uh, if you want to innovate, you got to get good at this creative thing. Yeah. You really do. Yeah. This is the key to innovation, is understanding the creative process. Mm-hmm. And if you're just going blindly through the process of success and failure, and you're not taking that step of really learning mm-hmm. from it and adjusting to it, then you're not going to have right. that uh, the necessary reiteration that it takes to comp- continually improve right. and to succeed. And it's, innovation isn't just about creativity. It's about following the process of moving through the four roles and having feedback loops. Right. And there and is moving, structure to it. Using, I, I, my view is that you use creativity to be innovative. Yes. And innovation is this continual process of, of meeting the marketplace where it needs to be. Yeah.
Absolutely. Yeah. Find that value. Yeah. Well, Ken, this has been super interesting. I am I am eager to uh, explore more about Seth because he has some interesting ideas and he has lots of critics too, which is which are which is interesting. Cool. And if anyone has questions about uh, this or anything else, they want to uh, send us a question for Ask Workwise. They can yeah. send us an email or give us a, give us some feedback from or some criticism of of this program. Yeah. Why not? We're putting it out there. Call us. Send write us, us. Send us an email. these are good ideas good ideas good ideas is that how you be a warrior workwise at creativitylabs.us thanks mike thanks everyone for listening to workwise the growth mindset for wisdom at work and if you're listening to this and thinking gosh i could really use a creativity workshop and someone to help me with my team to be more creative and productive so we can innovate why don't you head on over to creativitylabs.us and connect with us. We'd love to help you out.